Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is November 16th, 2022, and our first story, the Democrats and many activists are already launching their 14th Amendment campaign to stop Donald Trump winning in 2024. Yeah, but it's all nonsense. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are also insurrectionists for supporting the 529 insurrection, where they tore down the barricades at the White House, set fire to St. John's Church in a guard post, and uh, forced the president into a bunker. They don't talk about that, though. So if they want to file these lawsuits, so be it. Maybe someone should file a lawsuit in the other direction and claim Biden can't run either. In our next story, in our last segment, Twitch, there's grooming going on. And it's kind of creepy. A study reveals that people are going on Twitch and enticing children to engage in certain behaviors in exchange for money. Our society is heading in a difficult direction with the expansion of OnlyFans and other apps like it. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Oh boy, here I go defending Donald Trump again. Ah, that's how it feels, isn't it? When uh, Donald Trump ran the first time, I just laughed. I wasn't his biggest fan. That's, that's not really where I was. And then as time went on and the media lied and they lied and they lied and the Democrats lied, I was just getting more and more fed up. Finally comes 2020 and Donald Trump puts out his second term agenda, which I actually kind of liked. I said, you know, there's a lot of really good things in here and I like ending these wars. Last night, Donald Trump made that statement. He announced he's running for the presidency 2024. He said, no new wars. War is bad. Brought about uh, peace in, in many areas. Far from perfect. The economy was doing really great. Unemployment was down. He wants to bring back the family. Make America great again. All that good stuff. I like it. Let's see what he has to offer. I'm interested. But the Democrats are already moving forward on the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause because they're insane people. And here I go defending Donald Trump again. If you don't like his attitude, fine, say it. I got no argument. If you don't like his policies, fine, say it. I got no argument. Now I can say this. You come out and say you don't like his attitude. You know, well, typically I'd agree on a lot of those issues, but some people do like it. I get it. I, I get it. It's an opinion. You come out and you say, I think his policy on critical race theory is wrong. I'll say, well, I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. 
But I'm not going to argue against your right to believe those things and vote against him because you don't believe in it. But when you come out and claim Donald Trump waged insurrection, you are lying. At the very least, if that were the case, then Joe Biden himself waged insurrection against this country with the things he said supporting Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and when his staff and even his vice president donated to bail out insurrectionists. Yeah, we didn't forget 529 when thousands of far left extremists tore down the barricades in front of the White House, set fire to St. John's Church, set fire to a guard post, forcing the president into an emergency bunker. But they laughed about it. So already the legal challenges are beginning. Several organizations have already expressed their intent. This is actually a week ago that they will file lawsuits challenging Donald Trump's eligibility under the 14th Amendment. But my friends, my good Democrat friends, you cannot simply assert an opinion on what you think insurrection means and then try to disqualify a presidential candidate because of it. Because I'll tell you this. How about I say every single person who wants Donald Trump to be president start filing lawsuits against Joe Biden and the Democrats for waging insurrection on 529? You know, you can say anything you want in a lawsuit. So just do that. File a lawsuit against the Democrats and Joe Biden, challenging their eligibility, the same as the Democrats are doing to Republicans. File those lawsuits and assert definitively Joe Biden waged insurrection against this country. Kamala Harris waged insurrection against this country. Joe Biden's staff members, his campaign, they were bailing out terrorists. I'm sorry, insurrectionists. Kamala Harris directly called for them to do it. No, come on, that's absurd, right? I mean, you can actually file the lawsuits if you're so inclined. But this is the argument being made as to why Donald Trump should not be president. Okay. In the meantime, violence is exploding in many cities, and the Republicans are making the stupid move to reelect Mitch McConnell as Senate leader, as the Senate leader of the Senate, as the party leader. Okay. Look, I, I did not expect much from the Republicans, but there are many people, I believe 31 House Republicans are saying they will not support Kevin McCarthy. Good for them. Use that leverage. Push back enough. You want to know something funny? These people elect Mitch McConnell as party leader again. And I got the civics polling and I went through every single demographic and not a single one likes Mitch McConnell. So the Republican Party, I can tell you outright garbage. Some good people. The Democrats just lying. The media just lying. Please have your political opinions. I don't mind. But the reality here is it's all a bunch of establishment garbage. Donald Trump did not drag down the Republicans in the midterms. Universal mail-in voting resulted in Democrats pushing back fairly hard. But when you look at voter turnout, say, how about Florida? What are we hearing from Democrats? Well, we just couldn't get people to turn out in Florida. That's so weird. Why not? Why everywhere but Florida? Ballot harvesting. Okay. 
Let's read the news, my friends. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. As a member, you get access to our uncensored show. Click that Join Us button, and you'll be supporting our journalists. You may have seen the viral video that we had recently with one of our reporters, Elad Eliyahu, on the ground in New York. Fox News picked up the story. It was turf versus trans protests. Interesting video, to say the least, but we want to make sure that we're expanding our cultural operations, our news gathering operations, and to a certain degree, our, our political givings as well. As a member, you'll get access to our uncensored members only show. So check those out. And uh, don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this video right now, wherever you can on, on social media, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, whatever you can. It really, really does help. Share the link so that people can find the show. Here's the story from TimCast.com. House Democrats maneuver to stop Trump's 2024 presidential bid. Seriously, it's, it's not even been 24 hours. House rep cites 14th Amendment's insurrection clause as basis to deny return to high office. Do you think that these, these Democrats are stupid or do you think they're just evil? I think they're probably just evil. Like they know they set this whole thing up over the past couple of years, uh, the past year or so, year and a half, Insurrection, insurrection, insurrection to say the big lie. This is their big lie. The Democrats big lie repeated after me. The Democrats big lie that Donald Trump staged an insurrection and they're doing it so that they can try and file legal challenges which have no merit. The announcement came from former President Donald Trump that he was seeking another term in office in the 2024 election. House Democrats circulated a letter to drum up support to try and stop him. The memo from Rep. David Cicilline states that he has drafted legislation that would prevent Trump from holding public office again under the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Cicilline argues that testimony provided to the January 6th committee has demonstrated that Trump engaged in insurrection and says the text of the Constitution bars insurrectionists from holding high office in the U.S. Oh, um, Maxine Waters called on people to get in the face of politicians, and then we saw a whole bunch of violence. Okay, she's disqualified too, because I say it's insurrection. Okay, spare me, dude. Quote, the legislation details testimony and evidence demonstrating how Donald Trump engaged in insurrection against the United States. Cicilline writes in his letter, excerpts of which were published on Twitter by Politico reporter Nicholas Wu. His letter states, it specifically details how Donald Trump engaged in insurrection when he helped to plan and encourage the insurgents on January 6th, despite knowing that the election results were lawful, attempted to intimidate state and federal officials when they did not support his false claim and unlawful plans, tried to manipulate Mike Pence into unlawfully refusing to certify the election results. I'll pause right there. If that were true, that it were unlawful, they wouldn't be seeking to codify legislation that prevents the, the, the vice president from doing so, now would they? Despite Mr. Pence's and legal advisor's assertion that he held no such authority and supported the violent insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th, refusing for hours to denounce or act against the mob and putting thousands of lives in danger. Refusing for hours. So when Trump comes out and says outright, hey, don't do this, stop. They're like, well, you should have said it faster. That means you insurrected. Huh? Come on. Congressional officials are not the only ones using the insurrection narrative as a means to try to prevent Trump from returning to the White House. We have the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. From Hannah Demacy of ABC News, Trump's 2024 bid hit with immediate challenge from group behind disqualification clause lawsuits, which failed, by the way. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. They say, as Donald Trump announced Tuesday, he is running again for the White House. Two groups are already working behind the scenes to mount a national push to get election officials to stop him from being on the ballot because of January 6th, even as similar efforts have failed against other Republicans. Free Speech for People and Mi Familia Vota are launching a campaign via TrumpIsDisqualified.org to urge secretaries of state and other chief elections officials to bar the former president from running for office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, known as the Disqualification Clause. Enacted after the Civil War, the clause blocks any person from holding federal office who has taken an oath to protect the Constitution, including a member of Congress, but who has engaged in insurrection against the U.S. or given aid and comfort to its enemies. Now, the funny thing here is I'm pretty sure this was intended to work against the Confederates after the Civil War ended. But then ultimately, there was an amnesty provision or something where they basically said, OK, 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 you can you can have office. And that was because the election, the, it was a 19, it was 1876. I always get the date wrong. The country was on the verge of another civil war. So, you know, basically they said, OK, 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 you know, let's let's come to a compromise and figure out how we're going to get through this. They're going to say free speech for the people previously filed ch- uh, challenges against other elected Republican reps like Madison Cawthorn and Marjorie Taylor Greene, arguing their actions around January 6th and support for overturning, overturning the 2020 election results amounted to the disqualifying behavior. Neither Cawthorn nor Green participated in the rioting, though Cawthorn spoke at a Trump rally beforehand. Green has said she was a victim along with other lawmakers. I mean, she was in the building. Free Speech for People said it intends to file similar legal challenges against Trump, but declined to provide more details to ABC News. Trump has insisted he did nothing wrong related to January 6th. A spokesman did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the story. Quote, I can say that Donald Trump is going to face legal challenges for his eligibility, but he will also face scrutiny from secretaries of state and chief election officials, regardless of whether there will be a legal challenge, said John Bonifaz, co-founder and president for Free Speech for People. So it's not required that there be a legal challenge for the secretary of state to hold up his or her responsibility and bar Donald Trump from the ballot. I will just say it right now. I bet they will. California, New York, Illinois, Washington, probably Oregon. They are absolutely going, in my opinion, to try to keep Trump's name off the ballot. When it comes to primaries in these states, I'm willing to bet Republicans do the exact same thing. They will not let Donald Trump win. That doesn't mean he will lose. It means they're going to do everything in their power to stop Donald Trump. 
Oh, and here we go. Raw story. Impeachment lawyer explains how to use the Constitution to bar Trump from the presidency. Article three of the 14th Amendment says that any public office holder who takes the oath of oath of office and then engages in rebellion or insurrection against the U.S. is barred from ever serving in public office again. Try as they might, it is nonsense. Oh, here we go. Here's the Citizens for Ethics. They announced this before Trump even announced it. On Twitter, they say, rest assured, if Donald Trump announces he's running for the presidency, we'll file a challenge under the 14th Amendment, which bars people who engaged blah, blah, blah. You get it. What a waste of our time. Oh, boy, here I go defending Donald Trump again. It's meritless. Here, Huffington Post writes it up. When Trump announces candidacy, watchdog will file insurrection disqualification challenge. Spare me, dude. Your ridiculous lies and manipulations do not sway me. I don't care about your opinions. I really don't. I care about my opinions. I care about what I see and what I think. So uh, when you come out and you're like, Donald Trump was low energy, and even former Trump supporters, friends, family, whatever, have said they're either not going to be working with him. Some have called him low energy. I see a lot of conservatives. I don't care at all. And I'm sure the Trump supporters don't care at all either. Now, for me, I don't consider myself a staunch Trump supporter. I just consider most people to be Trump derangement syndrome. Sorry, I don't have that. You want to make an argument about Trump's behavior? Let's hear it. Trump said he wanted to execute drug dealers. Bad idea. I don't like the death penalty. The rebuttal was now he means like cartel members who are on average killing like 500 people. I still don't agree with the death penalty. I do, however, understand that in active conflict, people can lose their lives. You have a right to defend yourself that I get. If Donald Trump wants to clarify that he's not talking about American citizens who are selling drugs illegally and he's talking about foreign actors who are bringing fentanyl. OK, still don't like it, but it is a far cry from like arresting a pot dealer and killing him. OK, I get that. Low energy. Donald Trump's speech, in my opinion, was not low energy. I don't care what their opinions are. Uh, Will Chamberlain, he's a friend. He said low energy. Disagree, Will. His opinion won't sway me. I thought Donald Trump did everything right. He did exactly what I was asking for. He was reserved. He made his case, talked about his successes, talked about what he wants to get done, what, what the Democrats aren't getting done. He didn't whine and cry about 2020. He said he wanted to, to strengthen the American family. And I say, OK, I dig it. He did not come out and start bloviating and, and, and ranting. I, I, I don't like it. So I think he did well. Now, will the average person be susceptible to the manipulations or the peer pressure? Probably. Let's see what Trump can do. It's going to be the hardest fight he's ever fought. Harder than 2016. Harder than 2020. Here we go. Huffington Post. Painful. Conservatives ex-aides trash Trump's low energy 2024 announcement. The National Review, the conservative publication that has repeatedly flip-flopped on Trump, published an editorial with one word, no. The New York Post, they were particularly brutal. Their front page had nothing to do with Trump. But at the bottom, it said Florida man makes announcement, page 26. And then on page 26 was a very small strip in the top corner that said Florida man announces run for president. Donald Trump, who is known for being a reality TV star, says he'll run for president. Trump was also the former president of the United States in 20, from 2016 to 2020. And that was supposed to be their big insult or whatever. Dude, try as you might. Make all the jokes in the world. 
If people want to know about Donald Trump running in 2024, and then you take in the New York Post, put out a publication that ignores that, people are going to say, well, then I'm not going to buy the paper. I'm not going to read the paper. I just want to know what's going on. I don't care about you making stupid jokes. I don't care about you making nonsensical arguments. None of these things matter. There is one thing that matters. Ballot harvesting and universal mail-in voting. You want to win Trump? You want to win Republicans? You better ramp up that now. Otherwise, you lost already. Here's what they show. Stephanie Grisham says, I think even Trump is bored with this speech. Painful to watch. Disagree. Alyssa Farah Griffin says, you try being you try being high energy when you're running for president, primarily to try to avoid indictment. Disagree. Sarah Matthews, this is one of the most low energy, uninspiring speeches I've ever heard from Trump. Even the crowd seems bored. I think they're projecting. They're trying really hard. The reason they're saying low energy is because Donald Trump insulted Jeb Bush as low energy, and they're trying to throw it in his face and agitate. They're trying to create a perception that it was low energy. But what happens when people watch the speech from Trump and they're not getting it through the filtered lens of people who don't like him? I was clapping and cheering for a lot of what he was saying. I don't like Donald Trump when he comes out and he was like, you know, only Rosie O'Donnell, you know, called her uh, called, uh, you know, he's calling people horse face and things like that. I don't like it. Are they now? This is what I really love. When Donald Trump gives his typical high energy speech, they say he's brash and condescending, arrogant, boastful, bloviating. When Donald Trump comes out calmly and says, under my presidency, record low unemployment in the black community, record low unemployment in the Latino community. They're like, oh, it's so boring and low energy. I don't care about the opinions of these people. George Conway, don't care. Megan McCain, Megan, don't care. Hey, no, 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 don't get me wrong. You're allowed to have the opinions. I just disagree. And it's not going to sway me. I get it. They don't like him. Now, as for Megan McCain, I understand why she doesn't like Trump. Trump ragged on John McCain. I understand why she doesn't like Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake really ragged on the McCains. I don't think Megan McCain is that bad. I know a lot of Trump supporters really, really don't like her. Eh, I'm middle of the road. I think she's all right. I disagree with her on a lot of things. My position is this. We're allowed to disagree. I don't like a lot of the opinions of a lot of people, but, you know, I get it. They have the opinions that I disagree with. When, I, when, when, when John McCain died, I put out a, a, you know, I put out like this centrist statement, like, you know, sad to see anybody pass. I know we don't, a lot of people don't like him, critical of his war policy. And then there was this meme that showed the political compass where Chad faces were in every quadrant looking at the people like me saying, you like, what is wrong with you or whatever. They were like gloating over John McCain's death. I won't do that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, here you go. You got a whole bunch of uh, people here saying no, 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 no. Demonstrating that rats do jump on sinking ships. Carrie Lake endorsing Donald Trump. Joe Walsh, he gets included in this, but he has one of the only posts that I respect. He said, laugh at him, dismiss him, mock this speech all you want, write him off at your own peril. I won't. Agreed. Yeah, Joe Walsh doesn't like Trump. I get it. And he's right. Jeb Bush. Oh, come on, Jeb. Couldn't you have at least delivered this properly? You see, this Jeb, Jeb, this is why you you couldn't pull it off. He says, wow, exclamation point. What a low energy speech by the Donald. Time for new leaders. Hashtag weak. Hashtag sleepy Donnie. You overdid the joke, my friend. What you should have just tweeted was low energy. That's it. And then people would have laughed. But you beat the joke too much. Yeah, I see it a lot with a lot of people in comedy. 
over explaining the joke, failure to deliver. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Roadmap to accountability. How the January 6th committee can help enforce the 14th Amendment. November 15th from Just Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Let me tell you about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and make sure, you know, maybe I should have opened with this, to be completely honest, because we want to we want to make sure people understand what's going on. This is the thing. If you're going to share this video with people who don't believe in the insurrection narrative on the left, then when you click share below this video, you can select this timestamp from NBC Washington. Historic church near White House damaged amid unrest. Leaders pray for healing. St. John's Church, known as the Church of the Presidents, was damaged after peaceful protests near the White House took a destructive turn. Ah, (laughs) you'll love it. Peaceful protests. They set fire to the church. They were not peaceful protests. 150 law enforcement officers were injured. Ah, you gotta love the media, don't you? Look at it. Let me read it again for you. Clip that one. Share that one. St. John's Church was damaged after peaceful protests near the White House took a destructive turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peaceful protests. Here's one from the Washington Post. Protesters breach of temporary fences near White House complex prompted Secret Service to move Trump to secure bunker. Let me uh, try this one again for all of you. I'll give you a better headline here. Insurrectionists breach barricade at White House, forcing president into emergency secure bunker. Violent insurrectionists set fire to White House complex and St. John's Church. Now, okay, maybe a bit hyperbolic, but hey, two can play that game. When I say they set fire to the White House complex, well, it was a guard post out front. They were trying to breach the uh, the gates. They breached the barricades and they set fire to the church. So uh, if you want to play those games, I'll play them as well. But let me tell you the truth. Violent extremists, extremists breached the barricades of the White House, injuring 150 officers, setting fire to a guard post and St. John's Church. The president was then forced into a bunker. And when Donald Trump I believe it was actually Barr, cleared out the violent rioters. The media claimed that Trump attacked a peaceful protest for a photo op. These people are insane. If that's the country they want to live in, fine, so be it. But make your argument for it. Yeah, you know, he's he's trying to clear out peaceful protests for a photo op. Their organizational apparatus is better than yours, Republican. So get with the program. Oh, I love this one from Newsweek. Fact check. Did Kamala Harris back bail fund for murderers and rapists? Okay, well, it is true, says uh, uh, Newsweek, but it doesn't need some context. She was mostly referring to the the terrorists, not the murderers. Okay, some of those terrorists did murder people, but, you know, the money all goes to the same place. How about this one from Snopes? Did Biden's staffers contribute to a protester bailout fund? Snope says true. That's right. Joe Biden's staff were contributing to the bail funds of violent extremists. Why? I would argue that this is Joe Biden, his campaign, which includes him, engaging in insurrection against these United States. So um, that's it. I'm sorry. He's disqualified. How about um, all of you who can? 
Get on board some class action lawsuit. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, you're hereby disqualified. Kamala Harris, at the very least. You know what? Kamala Harris is ineligible to hold office because she engaged in insurrection by fundraising. You want to argue Joe Biden did it? Just fine. Let him find a new VP. Or then you can impeach Joe Biden for the Ukraine dealings or for depleting the, uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to try and win the midterms or for his uh, illicit business dealings abroad. Let's just say abroad because China's involved in that as well. 10% for the big guy. How about that? Then when he's out, who's next? The Speaker of the House. Ugh, I guess it's Kevin McCarthy coming up next, but uh, sure, why not? There you go. Next in line. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. There is some uh, uh, light at the end of this tunnel, so I'll make sure to bring this up. From the Daily Mail, Facebook says it won't fact check Trump now that he is running for president again, citing Meta's policy to exempt active politicians from third party fact checking. Meta, Facebook, fired 11,000 people. Twitter's starting to collapse. Elon Musk is bringing free speech back to the free speech wing of the free speech party. That's what Twitter used to say. So we'll see. Will Donald Trump be reinstated? I asked good old Mr. Musk on Twitter, but, uh, you know, I can't expect the guy with 120 million followers to answer every tweet. But, you know, I did my due diligence. Elon Musk did not return uh, a request for comment on whether or not Donald Trump will be reinstated. Um, didn't expect him to, but figured I'd ask anyway. Milo Yiannopoulos, maybe. If Elon Musk reinstates these high profile personalities that know how to advocate for Trump, Trump wins. Milo Yiannopoulos came on Timcast IRL and he said that when Trump gets his mojo back, there's no way Ron DeSantis can, can go up against him. I'll, I'll, I'll admit in 2020, I don't think Trump was all that strong against Joe Biden. The presidency is a tiring job. And so his energy was uh, was was down. Let's see what Trump can pull off. I don't care if it's Trump. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. You got all these people on the right saying, no, 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 Donald Trump. You got all these people on the left saying, like, we will never allow Donald Trump. And I'm like, whatever. There's going to be a primary. If there is no one better than Trump, then there's no one better than Trump. But you know what I got to say? I think we've all learned an important lesson right now. And this is a message to all of you. Take, uh, take stock of what Scott Pressler does. The most important get out the vote program we've seen in a long time. If not for the likes of Scott and many others, Republicans would not have the House right now. The ballot harvesting machine combined with universal mail-in voting means Democrats have a clear path to victory and it has nothing to do with the issues. So by all means, run Donald Trump, run whoever you want. I don't think it matters at all. 
They're going to say Donald Trump's a drag on the party. He's not. They're going to say, don't, don't, don't pick Donald Trump. Pick, pick uh, uh, DeSantis. I don't care. I literally don't. All that matters is that if the Republicans can build up a massive ballot harvesting operation, apparently people are saying in, in the OC in California, the Republicans won back the district as soon as they got ballot harvesting. Donald Trump got 74, uh, I believe, 74 million votes in 2020. Joe Biden got 80. And people are like, you really think Joe Biden got 80 million votes? I am not, nor have I ever stated that people were all getting up and running out the door full speed, being like, we got to go get Biden. Woo. I have stated explicitly that enthusiasm against Trump was very, very high and rivaled enthusiasm for Trump. That's what Trump does. So what do you get? Universal mail-in voting and ballot harvesting. I talked about the video over and over again of this guy I know holding his mail-in ballot and dropping it in the mailbox. That dude would not have voted. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think a lot of people hated Trump, but I don't think it's Joe Biden that earned the votes. I think people voted against Donald Trump. But you eliminate mail-in voting from the equation, Trump would have won handily. That was the mistake I made. I missed that. Sort of. And I got to be fair, not even that, that much. We long talked about how universal mail-in voting was going to massively advantage Democrats. I've explained over and over again exactly how it does. I just didn't realize by how much. Well, now we know. The polls are not wrong. The American people who pay attention and want a better life are voting for it. But the Democrats are securing votes from people who don't care. That's the game. And if you don't want to play it, you will lose. Now, here's my, my suggestion. Instead of going out there and being like, this is wrong and this is bad, do the exact same thing Democrats are doing, Republicans, and start now. And then when you win, you can do exactly what Ron DeSantis did. Clean up the system. No more of this early voting garbage. We get election day. And that means everyone has to wait in line all the same. Not easy, I know. My proposal, no universal mail-in voting. No early voting. You vote the day of, but election day must be a national holiday. Now, I've heard Republicans say, yeah, but that's bad for us. I don't care if it's bad for you. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for the integrity of the country. I don't think I'm doing all that much other than talking to a camera. But my point is, I'm not advocating for these policies because I want Republicans to win. I'm advocating for these policies because I want the politicians who actually care about this country to win. And it's certainly not Democrats who try to get 16 year olds to vote. Certainly not the neocon Republican Party shills who would go and support Mitch McConnell. It's all gross. Don't get me wrong. Let me show you this. Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah, he wins. Bravo, Republicans. Great. Here's civics. This is fantastic. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Mitch McConnell? 81% unfavorable. You can see right here, total 81%. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, let's try 18 to 34. 18 to 34 year olds say 87% unfavorable. Okay, well, certainly Mitch McConnell's approval rating will increase as people get older, right? 35 to 49, 82% unfavorable. Okay, well, that's a little better. 50 to 64, 80% unfavorable. Okay, so it is. And 65 plus, 76% unfavorable. Okay, but look at the favorability. The favorability slightly goes up. 
just teeny, teeny bits. But let's just call it marginal. Every age group despises Mitch McConnell. Come on. Okay, okay. But how about non? How about graduates? We know graduates don't like Mitch McConnell. Eighty percent unfavorable. Postgraduates, college graduates, eighty percent unfavorable. Okay, then then the working class they like Mitch McConnell, right? Eighty-two percent unfavorable. What? How do college graduates like Mitch McConnell more? I'll just break it down for you. The only demographic that actually shows an improvement is the Republican Party with 61% unfavorable. No one, no one in any demographic likes this guy. Why vote for him? You know what? Because it doesn't matter. Candidate quality doesn't matter. They're like, Trump dragged the GOP. Oh, be quiet. Fetterman won. Well, but people don't like now. No, it's it's mail-in voting and ballot harvesting. Spare me. You could run a ham sandwich and win with ballot harvesting. So be it. That's the game we play. So I hope you're ready. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited for next year. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. And it has begun, my friends. Donald Trump has launched his third bid for the White House in an electrifying speech delivered last night from Mar-a-Lago. And I can already see, oh, so many neocons and establishment media shills weeping and crying and trying every trick in the book. But yo, that garbage does not work on me. Donald Trump is a man with a lot of problems, and there are certainly some negatives to his campaign that we can talk about. But I listened to a speech. I don't care what you think, Republicans or establishment journalists. Certainly, I don't care what the corporate press and the Democrats have to say about Donald Trump, which, let's be honest, basically the same thing. The Daily Wire with the headline, Trump launches third bid for White House. Well, okay. You know, it's really funny, isn't it? The Daily Wire, these are not the staunchest of Trump supporters. Ben Shapiro was not a big fan of Trump early on. I believe we had uh, Matt Walsh saying DeSantis is the right choice. And even Candace Owens saying that Donald Trump was rude to her. So I hear. The Daily Wire still has the functional brain of an institution to simply give you the fact. And that's simply put, that Trump has launched his third bid for the White House. But of course, my friends, you're all here to see the seethe, aren't you? Here we go. Here we go. We got we got everything. <clears throat> Daily Mail. <clears throat> He's the only Republican who can lose. GOP leaders, donors, and even his former chief of staff slam Trump's decision to run in 2024, saying voters have rejected crazy and it's time for a change after party's woeful midterm performance. They're lying to you, by the way. But of course, we should just uh, uh, start with the, uh, the good old NBC News. Oh, I love this one. Trump, comma, whose lies about the 2020 election inspired an insurrection, comma, announces third White House bid. Oh, I, I love it. Donald Trump did not bring up in his announcement speech 2020 garbled nonsense that I'm no fan of. I know many of Trump's supporters are very much in line behind this messaging and the fraud narrative and stuff. I don't like it. It doesn't speak to me. You don't have to agree with me. By all means, in fact, you can disagree with me in comment, and many of you do, and I respect it. That's fine. But you know what I have to say about Donald Trump right now is that he gave a speech, and he, he did 
what I what I what I asked for, what I hoped for. Not that he owes me anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is what I want to see. And you know what really what, what I really liked was when Donald Trump said that he wants to strengthen the family. That was kind of a key point that I made early on during Timcast IRL. I said, if Donald Trump comes out to announce his bid for the White House and he says, a very unfair thing happened to me in 2020, and I'm going to be like, Ugh. he made a snarky joke a little bit, not really, but like a, like a passive comment that was about a second long and it was a laugh. He actually made it funny, but overwhelmingly, he just talked about the problems of this country, what he had accomplished and what he hopes to accomplish again. And I dig it. Notably, beginning of IRL, I said, I want to hear Donald Trump talk about making America great again. I don't want to hear him talk about how it was unfair or all that other stuff. I get it. But what can you do for me? I said, I want to hear Donald Trump tell a story about a family where the dad's sitting in a rocking chair reading the newspaper and mom comes out with a picture of sun tea and the kids are playing in the yard with Rex or whatever you name your dog. I don't know. I don't mean that literally. And uh, the way I described it, described it before is for all the leftists, I want Trump to describe a mixed race, a mixed race family coming out and enjoying a nice, gentle evening, having a, a wholesome dinner. Why? Well, the mixed race thing, that's just for the left. You guys look, we're not talking about a uh, traditional like white ethnocentric like they try to claim many on the right are talking about. No, I'm talking about the values. And I don't care the race or anything like that. I want to hear about families succeeding. I want to hear about dad finding a good job. I want to hear about mom being able to find good work, a good job, or being happy raising her kids because it's possible when dad is able to get a good paying job. I want to hear about the working class. And Donald Trump brought that up. Now, of course, what we're going to start hearing and the reason I bring up the for the left thing. I mean, he's going to come out and they're going to call him a white supremacist and a racist and all this other stupid nonsense. And lo, it has already begun. Here's what I want to do. We uh, uh, do this. Click the link in the description below and pick up your Kamagamaga, Kamagamaga, uh, uh, a T-shirt if you want to support us. And, um, you know, I just had people saying, Tim, you got to promote this uh, this Trump going Super Saiyan shirt because people think it's really funny. And I'm like, okay, for sure. I mean, it supports us. And um for those that aren't familiar, Kamehameha was from the anime Dragon Ball Z when Goku, the main character, fires a blast of energy from his palms or whatever. So I, w- I was using this artificial intelligence and I said uh, uh, an anime photo of Donald Trump going Super Saiyan. And I was so impressed that it generated that. That's amazing. So then we turned it into a, a T-shirt. If you want to pick it up, link will be in the description below. But uh, now's the time, my friends. And let me say a few things. Donald Trump is an imperfect man. Donald Trump brought on bad people when he got elected the first time. Oh, you know it. Took money from Sheldon Adelson. And then I guess the reporting was in order to sort of pay back that donation. He brought on John Bolton, who's a warmonger, who then knifed, uh, who, who then let's just keep it, keep it calm, who then betrayed Donald Trump, smearing him. That was a big mistake. And I think Trump has learned his lesson. Trump came out the other day and said that he wants the death penalty for drug dealers. Also, that is shocking and very, very bad. Donald Trump also said to lock up journalists. Very, very, very bad. So I have never been the guy to come out and be like, "Woo, MAGA Trump, haha, you know, I'm going to vote for him no matter what. I am interested in seeing Trump in a primary with Ron DeSantis, 
because I think it would be good for both of them. It's weird that people are like, you know, DeSantis, no Trump, and they're all fighting. And I'm like, y'all shouldn't be fighting. Y'all should be like, all right, let's see it, guys. Like, if Donald Trump cannot win against Ron DeSantis, yo, he doesn't deserve to. And if Ron DeSantis cannot stand up to the gravitas of Trump, then he does not deserve to. That's it, plain and simple. It's good. This is, this is going to be amazing. Look, Ron DeSantis, he's got military experience. He's young. He's got great policy behind him. He's, he's been very successful for Florida, but just Florida. Donald Trump didn't hold any other office until he became president, but he's got a good track record behind him with the United States. Certainly better than Joe Biden. Ron DeSantis is going to have to stand up to Trump, who is an imposing figure with quick wit. Maybe Trump's out of the game. Who knows? We'll see. And that's what we need to. Donald Trump will have to stand up against the, let's just say, the decorum, I suppose, of Ron DeSantis. Trump is a brash guy. He says things that are funny. He fights back and people like it. So we will see. It needs to be played out in a in, in, in a primary. And that's it. Now, here's what they're going to try and lie to you about. Take a look at this from the Daily Beast. How ticket splitting vibes voters block the red wave. That is a lie. They're lying to you, my friends. You can sense in the country there's some backlash to the MAGA. David Cohen, a professor at the University of Akron, said lie. Now, hold on. Sort of. We know that there are a lot of people who don't like Donald Trump, and the media used that to rally people against him. Definitely, that will play a role. However, Trump also does get the vote out. The GOP had five million more votes in the midterm. Five million. There's two big factors that were, were, were damaging to the Republicans in the midterms. First of all, they won the House. Nancy Pelosi is fired. At 217, the Republicans right now on Reuters are break even in the middle. However, it's already been called by the decision desk that there's no way the Democrats are going to win some of the remaining seats. And the Republicans have taken the House. Nancy Pelosi is out. And it looks like it's going to be Kevin McCarthy. Blech. Yeah, not the biggest fan of that. But let's talk about what happened. First of all, Florida got deep red, became a reliable red state. Florida is where everyone fled to because of these bad COVID policies. So you take a couple hundred people from every blue jurisdiction, every blue district, and move them to Florida, and Florida goes deep red. So when they try and argue that Ron DeSantis got this 20-point lead simply because he was the best, not true. Now, hold on there a minute. I'm a big DeSantis fan. I think he did a great job. His policy was good. And his success is largely due to his good leadership. However, a large portion of the votes he got were from moderate and Republican refugees from other states. New York went deeper red. I mean, it still went blue, don't get me wrong. But every county shifted to the right. Here's the problem for New York. Lee Zeldin, let's pull this up here. Click governor. Lee Zeldin lost by about 330,000 votes. 550,000 people fled Manhattan alone. How many Republican or independent individuals fled New York, thus securing Democrat leadership? It is what it is. I'm not saying it's a, it's, it's a bad thing or that people shouldn't have left. No, not at all. 
Even places like Arizona, unfortunately, saw people who are more conservative minded say, I don't want to be here, move to Texas or something like that. And Californians moved to Arizona because California was trash. Yep. That's the spread of the blue authoritarian problem. But here's the reality. Five million more votes. You want to argue that Donald Trump dragged the Republican Party? Yeah, they got five million more votes in the popular vote. Sorry, that's just not true. And they won the House. What they're trying to do is make you believe that Trump is a drag on the party because they are desperate to get rid of him. I don't blame some of the, the, the former Trump people, even Donald Trump's daughter. It is not an easy battle. And I'm not saying Trump is the right guy. Not at all. I, am, I, I do not like when they lie about Donald Trump. I do not like when they try to lie to win political power. And it is clear as day right now. They're coming out. They're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to smear, attack, and belittle. And you know what? In the end, it may just make Ron DeSantis win. I don't know Trump's full plan. I don't know if he's playing 4D chess. Dave Rubin made a really funny point when he came on IRL a couple days ago. He said, uh, he said, this is the longest game of 4D chess ever played. It's, it's chess by mail. And I'm like, it's a good point. It's funny. What's Trump's greater plan? Well, it's not so much that he's playing one long game, but it's that there are a bunch of little games. Donald Trump is going to run. Donald Trump wants the Republicans to win. Donald Trump wants a lot of things. The media is going to dump everything they have into smearing him. Donald Trump is going to go after Ron DeSantis. Think about what happens, whether intentional or not. You can say Trump is a bloviating blowhard of limited intelligence, or you can say he's a genius, whatever you think. If Donald Trump runs and DeSantis runs, the media is going to focus fire everything against Donald Trump. Then Trump is going to bow out, assuming he does, if, if, or I shouldn't say bow out, but if, if the primary goes to Santis, because there's polls saying DeSantis is winning, then the media is going to have little to say. They're going to be on Donald Trump's side. Yeah, they can't do that. If, if they go up against DeSantis after a primary that Trump loses. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Trump will start agreeing with the media. And what are they going to do about that? You see, there's a conundrum here, and Trump is a master of the media. He knows how they operate. So we will see. I don't think Trump is playing 4D chess. But I do think that if Donald Trump goes into a primary with DeSantis, the media will start saying Trump is evil and Trump is a fascist. And they're going to have to either say, but so is Ron DeSantis. They're both bad. And then it's like, OK, so who are you trying to stop? If they say Trump must be stopped, but DeSantis is there, then what? Now, of course, they'll say they both are really, really bad. The Lincoln Project was smearing DeSantis. For some reason, people are claiming the Lincoln Project endorsed DeSantis. No, they didn't. They made a, a video mocking Trump using DeSantis and then later came out and said DeSantis is just as bad and a protege. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they handle this. Ron DeSantis is good. But Milo Yiannopoulos, I think, was right. He made a really interesting point. It's fascinating. Milo came on the show last week and he said that when Daddy Trump gets his mojo back, he'll be unstoppable or something to that effect. He said Ron DeSantis will not be able to go up against Trump. And it's it's it's, it's interesting. 
I think he's right. I do. I like DeSantis for a lot of reasons more than Trump. Said it a million times. I go back and forth. Ron DeSantis has the decorum. Ron DeSantis has military experience, and he's led. He's been a very, very effective leader. But when I think about DeSantis standing next to Trump, for one, he's a lot shorter. Now, seriously, I mean, it's stupid, but it matters. Trump's going to run circles. Now, Ron DeSanctimonious is the worst name. What? What does it even mean? I think Dave was saying this. Ron's not sanctimonious. Trump is. <laughs> so the name doesn't really work. He could have done better than that. That's why some people have, have made the joke about, or I have too, about Trump playing 4D chess. This is interesting. NBC News reports Ivanka skips Trump's 2024 announcement and says, I do not plan to be involved in politics. I don't blame her, man. People are insane. But I wonder, after the Trump's, Trump's run, you know, you, you, had, you ended up with the media, celebrities, and even friends of Ivanka just attacking her and ripping her apart. And it's creepy. It's cult-like. Why do they hate Trump so much? You know, look, let me tell you the harsh reality. The United States doesn't just enter into war because they want to blow people up. You know, I often say that Barack Obama's like, too many kids, got to blow them up. The real reason is that the United States wants to be, they want, to, they, want there to, they, want, they want this to be a unipolar world. They want to control and dominate, and they want the petrodollar to be the uh, end-all, be-all. So long as the, as the world uses the dollar as the reserve currency, people in the United States get to live like kings and control everything. Slavery never ended, my friends. For, for one thing, the U.S. helped reinvigorate slavery in, in Libya. The slave trade's back, baby. But also the U.S. has long used cheap foreign labor, dirt wages, to get, to get our goods made. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I think that uh, the American worker should be producing the T-shirts and our goods. So we should be manufacturing here at home. That means goods will be slightly more expensive. Yeah, so be it. But these people, Hillary Clinton, the establishment, they don't want to work. They want to rule with an iron fist. That means NATO expansion. That means war in the Middle East. That means smacking down China. It means that when they're engaged in conflict in Ukraine, it's not because some egotistical empire thing. It's because they want cheap energy. It's because they don't want Russia to have leverage over them. They want Europe to get cheap energy costs. They want Europe to expand. They don't want China to expand. Now, I can understand that. I just don't uh, live in that world, I suppose. I do not view good leadership this way. Or I should say I do not view leadership good, like this kind of leadership. I think the U.S. should be advancing technology, shoring up its borders, uh, strengthening its borders, strengthening its jobs. And I think that this, this foreign policy of the existing establishment has been chaotic and destructive. They want the petrodollar to reign supreme, but that does not guarantee the U.S. succeeds in the long run. Short-term gains, long-term losses. That's what I see. But hey, what do I know? I don't have access to classified information. So the only thing I can really tell you is that if they don't justify what they do to people like me, then I'm not going to support that. And when Donald Trump comes out and says NATO should pay its fair share, we shouldn't be at war in the Middle East, our borders should be stronger, jobs should be back in this country, I say I understand each and every one of those points. And lo, they may say Tim Pool is too stupid to know what's good for him, the intelligence agencies. Well, that's too bad. 
Maybe you should actually make the case instead of going around and saying fight for freedom in Ukraine. Maybe you could come out and say people will die in Europe with extensive costs. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the issue. The issue is that Russia would gain influence. The issue is that they would expand their influence. Can't have that. They need to fall in line with our way of thinking. Can't have that. Can't have them deviating from that. How about this? I fully acknowledge I don't have access to the top secret information. I don't know what Russia and China fully plan for the world. But in this world, you have to actually state a case that makes sense to the American people for us to support it. Is that a disadvantage for you because Xi Jinping rules with an iron fist and can do whatever he wants? Yeah, that's tough. That's how the game is played. You want to be more like China? Fine, go be it. But I will reject that and resist that. Now, as for our good friend Donald Trump, I don't know. DeSantis gains ground on Trump in hypothetical matchup poll. Should be interesting. Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump with brains and without the drama, says the Financial Times. You know, I, I, I do agree. I think Ron DeSantis is very, very hard to go after. The media will try. It doesn't work that much. He does not have the, the um, he doesn't have that uh, profile. Donald Trump's an imposing figure. I'll tell you why Trump lost in 2020. I'll tell you why uh, the midterms were harsh. Mail-in ballots. Now, first, people really don't like Donald Trump. That's a fact. And you can tell me all day and night, but dude, I will say it again for the millionth time. I know tons of people who just hate Trump. And no matter what you say to them, they don't listen. They don't have that for DeSantis. They don't know anything about him. That's an advantage. Mail-in voting. Trump announced we're going to change the election system. We're going to fix it. Only after you win. All that matters right now is that Republicans start their get out the vote efforts, their ballot harvesting efforts where it's legal. Start making sure that you collect every single bet. And you know what? It's going to cost you more money. Good luck. You better start doing it now in swing districts is the way to start. Because Democrats have been doing it and it's helping them win. Now, some people have said it's not just mail-in voting. It's the rejection rates. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you don't have to worry about that if mail-in voting is not a factor. For the time being, you'll have to. Republicans should be focused not on whether it's DeSantis versus Trump. They should be focused on whether or not people are getting out the vote. Here's the funny thing. In 2020, Donald Trump got 74 million votes. He ain't gone, baby. And now we're seeing 52 million votes in the midterm, more than Democrats. Republican turnout surpassed Democrats. That's a red wave. Not the victory wave they wanted, but the people turned up. And there was not a Republican ballot harvesting operation. So Democrats won where they needed to, but they didn't get out the turnout. Republicans are motivated. Independents are siding with Trump. Don't believe the lies. If Republicans generate a mail-in voting system that, that rivals the Democrats, ballot harvesting and get out the vote operations, it will be a blowout victory for Republicans. Don't forget it. All right, let's see how things develop throughout the day. Uh, stick around. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Several years ago, there was this crazy phenomena on YouTube called Elsagate, where people were making videos of Elsa from Frozen, running around with Spider-Man, getting injections, getting pregnant, and doing weird things with butts and toilets, and it was just all around very, very creepy. 
There were a lot of people who were concerned that uh, these social media platforms are extremely damaging to children. So, uh, yeah, new update. That's true. From Bounding into Comics, study claims almost 2,000 predatory Twitch users systematically targeted over 250,000 children and young teens, basically offering money or demanding that the streamer do certain things. Otherwise, it would hurt their channel. You know, I saw this story and it reminded me a bit of Elsa Gate and the other predatory behavior. The study basically says it's grooming happening on Twitch. It got me thinking about some of the things that I've seen on Instagram. I mean, many of you are probably aware of uh, what we see on Instagram and also just only fans. I saw this story. You, 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 you guys know this story. The, the only fans model who uh, killed her boyfriend. Daily Mail is now reporting that this woman, 26 years old, made $3 million in two years from the site. They say she's a flight risk. She made just about $1.5 million per year, and we've, we've seen so many stories of this. Now, I got no problem if consenting adults want to watch pictures on the internet from somebody they posted to their OnlyFans or something like that. The problem is kids are getting this stuff. The problem is it is negatively impacting children. There are predators on these sites. And I don't know how you, 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 with the current way things are going, how you protect kids from this kind of stuff. But I think the bigger picture, too, is beyond the grooming on Twitch, which, you know, I'll, I'll read in a second, is just, uh, yo, if we go the direction of OnlyFans, I'm not too confident this, this country is going to do uh, uh, well moving forward. And it's just what I mean is people who are willing to give money to other people who do nothing. I got no look again, you're allowed to do it, but I don't think anyone expected it would be it would come to this scale where you're seeing stories of women who are nurses quitting their job and becoming porn stars, basically, and OnlyFans and then making hundreds of thousands of dollars. You have stories of women who are police officers and then they get a bunch of comments online and they're like, I guess I'll do OnlyFans. And they do. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this just ultimately returns us to that patriarchal society where women are like, why should I do heavy lifting when I can get naked on camera and get paid for it? Now, again, I don't care if you're an adult and you want to buy that stuff, you want to do that stuff. But there's a problem when they start targeting kids. I don't know where this country goes if this is the direction we're going. But here's the story from Bounding Into Comics. They say over the course of a 22 month study. A researcher has claimed that almost 2,000 predatory users on Twitch have targeted over 250,000 children and teens. Bloomberg reported on the findings of a researcher who requested anonymity. They did so fearing uh, potential career repercussions from being associated with such a disturbing topic. Despite specializing in internet harassment and extremism, nonetheless, the outlet cited the research conducted from October 2020 to August 2022 which utilized Twitch profile data, screenshots, and videos. They claim at least 1,976 predatory users had follower lists of at least 70% children or young teens. In turn, these users targeted a collective 279,016 children and teens. Their targets were reportedly asked or dared to perform handstands, dances, expose their chest, or perform outright explicit acts. That's crazy. Some predators reportedly either made their posts look like a donation to give their victims further incentive, or threatened to leave and lower the streamer's already low view count if they didn't perform the requested acts. 
Chat logs also showed over 5,700 references to other social media platforms, such as Discord, Snapchat, and TikTok, likely to send the child streamer unmoderated private messages. While Bloomberg admits there was potential for some predatory accounts to be children themselves, the behavior exhibited by many members of this group follows typical grooming techniques. Some used these techniques across multiple streams within seconds of one another. And what happens is these young people, probably mostly uh, female, are going to see money, followers. They're going to be convinced to set up their OnlyFans, and then they will. It's an interesting phenomenon. I'll say that. Look, targeting kids, clearly wrong. Adults wanting to make OnlyFans, well, that's up to you. But a society being driven in the direction of pushing people towards OnlyFans, Look, again, I got no beef with OnlyFans, I'll say it, but I don't think we should be encouraging our young people to follow this course of action, because then what does the future hold for us? Quote, hundreds of apparent predator accounts each had more than 1,000 kids on their following lists, Bloomberg reported, while some child streamers were followed by at least 23 or 29 predatory accounts. 673 children a day were discovered by these predatory accounts in July, 20, uh, one, uh, July uh, 2020 alone. One offending stream had gathered 290 viewers, with Twitch ceasing the broadcast after 30 minutes. Even so, Bloomberg claimed others go unmoderated. For example, a VOD of an 11-year-old girl was reportedly watched 3,700 times. Now, I'm not going to outright blame Twitch, but, you know, because like I'm not going to blame YouTube. Creepy people exist. They're going to do creepy things. We need to moderate them. Clearly, Twitch is trying to. The problem I'm saying is this system is heading in that direction. For some reason, there's a picture of Vosh in, uh, in this article. They say, while Twitch users may, uh, must be at least 13 years of age, several examples given by Bloomberg reference users as young as eight. At one time, the researcher noted 1,200 accounts belonging to children, after which a, after a Twitch update in March to make it easier to report underage streamers, 41% of those accounts were deleted. Even so, creating alternate accounts to evade bans are reportedly simple matter. Bloomberg further stated, live predation has been a problem on Twitch for years. Why reported in 2020 that predators could utilize Twitch features to find recently started live streams under the just chatting category to find young streamers with few followers. Twitch removed the recently started section for the just chatting and Roblox category streams, but the feature is still available for others. I think Twitch is overwhelmingly garbage. I'm surprised people use it, to be completely honest. I'm willing to bet that even the leftist streamers, if they remained on YouTube, would probably get more viewership. They're going to say the issue has only grown worse during the COVID-19 pandemic, along with children and teens reportedly doubling their time on their phones and computers during the pandemic. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children revealed that online child abuse reports uh, raised by 73 percent from 2019 to 2021 on Twitch. This increased by 1,125 percent, Bloomberg notes. Further, the anonymous researcher notes Twitch is still growing even after the pandemic, as the number of child and young teen streamers doubled from July 2021 to July 2022. Bloomberg also stated they discovered other videos and predatory accounts beyond those noted in the research, suggesting the problem could be even more widespread than the data portrays. The outlet also notes Twitch's ease of setting up a new account to live stream. 
Also, much easier for children than other platforms. For example, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok all feature age, contact number, subscriber count, or wait period requirements. And it's actually kind of annoying on YouTube because we'll set up a new channel and they'll say, now you can submit when you, you first you need a certain number of subs, then you submit, then they make you wait 24 hours, then you can stream. And even that, not the craziest restriction for somebody who wants to start streaming. They're going to mention Bloomberg reported that amid popular users being showcased on Twitch's front page, child streamers could be found among them. Likewise, stream thumbnails feature further aided predators. And in one search result, children made up five of the first 15 results. Yo, I'm going to go ahead and say, while I don't want to outright blame Twitch, like I was saying, assuming they're trying to stop this, I think politically they like it. They want these children to become deviant, to get messed up in the head. They want them to be groomed. We know it. We've seen it elsewhere. They say further predators, further predators followed accounts to take advantage of being told when their target would start a stream. Some kids can receive hundreds of live viewers within a few minutes of going live, far more than what's expected for an account that isn't a featured streamer. Another inhibiting factor is attempting to moderate 2.5 million hours of live daily content as it happens. Twitch utilizes user reports and live moderation, but there's only so much that that uh, could offer. The Buffalo shooting in May, for instance, was seen by 22 viewers on Twitch, but halted after 25 minutes. Twitch states that live stream was pulled less than two minutes after the violence started. A Twitch spokesperson told Bloomberg via email, preventing child harm is one of our most fundamental responsibilities as a society. We do not, do not allow children under 13 to use Twitch and preventing our service from being used or harm. Okay, blah, 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 blah. I, I, you, you get it. You get it. Twitch is a problem. They got a problem. Bounding into comics shows a whole bunch of other Twitch streamers, including Vosh and Hassan, I guess, but I don't really care about that unless they're doing something untoward. Yo, this, this uh, OnlyFans model, <clears throat> they said that she made $3 million since 2020. Now, what are the pros and the cons? If you're someone that uh, opposes the patriarchy, I suppose if you're a feminist, you should be mad, right? These are women who are going to leave positions of power because they don't pay that much. I mean, seriously, if you're a woman who is an executive at a company, you might be getting 250 to 500 K per year. But if you get naked on camera, you can make $1.8 million a year. Take a look at that. Prosecutors allege that Clenny made just under a million in 2020. And a whopping $1.8 million in 2021. You see these stories. I've talked about it. Women who are like, I was a nurse. And then people started commenting on Instagram. So they set up an OnlyFans and now they're rich. Quit their job. Why do the other job when you can be sexy nurse on OnlyFans and make millions of dollars? What does that mean for their genetic line, for their kids, and for our country moving forward? Suppose there's an argument to be made that if women are leaving the workforce, you may get nothing but men. And so the the people who want a restoration of more traditional politics might appreciate that. Well, not so much appreciating that women are getting naked on camera, but also think about what this means in terms of social dynamics. Young girls face social pressures and they're affected by it more so than young men. I'm not saying young men aren't facing social pressures. They are. But we know that females are more susceptible to depression based on their follower counts, the amount of likes on their photos and videos. So what do you think happens to young girls when they see that OnlyFans is the path forward? 
if they are more inclined to support each other, what will happen or or to if I'll put it this way. There's this viral tweet where a woman says male privilege is being able to wear whatever you want, where if a woman, you know, uh, wore the same dress twice, she'd be made fun of. And then some dude was like, literally, no man cares if you wear the same cute dress twice. You dress that way for other women. And that's the point. Women on social media, they're seeking validation of other women, not guys. Guys look at a woman and they're like, you know, is she attractive? She can wear whatever she wants. The makeup is less relevant. They're doing it to impress other women. If women are making tons of money and getting more followers from porn content, then you're going to start seeing more women do porn. It's the craziest thing. And I get bummed out by it. I think it's bad. I don't, I don't think anybody who believes in traditional values or conservatism is going to be happy that women are doing all this internet porn. But I know uh, I've had some people that I've known for a while talk about how they decided to start doing stuff like this. And I'm like, dude, you lose all respect for me. I don't care if there's a woman who chooses to do this and she's really good at it. and She makes a lot of money. Again, that's not I, I, no beef. If you are someone who tries to chase after it, thinking it's a path to easy money, you have lost my respect for a variety of reasons. Dude, do what you're good at. Work hard. But it's going to get brutal when and the competition will get fierce. If this is the path towards fast cash and followerships for women, then that's what they're going to do. Not all of them. Not every single one. I can already hear the Young Turks screaming and scowling, saying Tim Pool thinks women will do porn. They are. Story after story of women quitting their job to go do OnlyFans. It's not sustainable for every single woman. But I guess I don't know. I can't see what the future is. I have no idea ultimately uh, how this turns out for the society, for the United States, for the world. What I can tell you is that while these platforms are basically encouraging this kind of behavior, certain politics are being removed. In this story from Bounding into Comics, they say YouTuber Courtney Michelle reports TikTok censored her video criticizing Black Panther Wakanda forever as feminist propaganda. Maybe it may be feminist propaganda. I saw the movie. You saw my critique on it. It was funny. I thought it was really racist and made fun of Mexicans, indigenous Central Americans. Uh, The movie has a ton of female characters, black female characters, and it passes the Bechdel test. If you're not familiar, that means uh, passing the Bechdel test means there needs to be a scene where two women talk to each other about something other than a man. Yes, it happens quite a bit. Sort of. I mean, it's kind of a dumb test because if like you have a female world leader and she's like, we need to save our country from evil villain. And it's like, uh oh, even evil villains, a man. You know what I mean? It's like, does it pass the test? I guess not. But anyway. TikTok censored this video. So if you're going onto these new social platforms like like Twitch or TikTok and you believe in more traditional values or you oppose the degradation, you're banned. So where does that lead us? Young kids are going to see successful people. They're going to see money made from porn and they're going to want to do it because that's what makes money. They're going to see videos of these people on Instagram and they're like, look at my mansion. And they're going to say, I want that. How do you get it? Certainly not calling for order and uh, for order in, in, in this country. You'll get banned from TikTok. You'll get silenced on uh, on Twitch. But maybe things will change. While all this bad stuff is happening, kids are being groomed. Vox is reporting. Maybe Trump was right about TikTok. 
no matter who controls Congress, TikTok's in trouble. They say, here's something you rarely hear a Democratic senator say. Donald Trump was right. Well, that's mostly because they're insane, but sure. But that's what Senator Mark Warner is saying now. And it's all because of TikTok, the popular video app that Trump tried to ban in the waning months of his presidency. As painful as it is for me to say, if Donald Trump was right and we could have taken action then, that have been a heck of a lot easier than trying to take action in November of 2022. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Warner told Recode, the sooner we bite the bullet, the better. Warner is the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, and his problems with TikTok are more, sh- more than shared by his Republican counterpart, Marco Rubio, who's been sounding the alarm about TikTok since 2019 before Trump even, and he's doing it now. He recently co-authored an op-ed in the Washington Post that called for for the app to be banned, and he's planning to introduce a bill that would do just that. TikTok appears to be Congress's next big target. The big tech antitrust bills that once seem, yeah, 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 okay, blah, blah, blah. TikTok is stealing your data and it's manipulating our kids. There, I said it. Don't bury the words, Vox. I said the Biden administration hasn't gone as far as its predecessor. But this past September, it issued an executive order that seems very much aimed at the company. Meanwhile, Republican Federal Communications Commissioner Brendan Carr can't stop talking about the dangers he believes TikTok poses, calling for Google and Apple to ban it from their app stores and saying he thinks the government should ban TikTok. Certain parts of the government, including branches of the military, have already banned workers from having TikTok. Let me tell you guys something. Timcast IRL is banned from TikTok, and we don't know why. We're not given any real reasons. Just gone. TikTok supposedly is, it doesn't work on the, on the strike system. They just remove the content and then you can come back. And their bans are arbitrary. So we have no idea. Just one day, our account was gone. I think we had like 30,000 followers or whatever. Now, I guess you can just keep making new accounts or something like that. And people do post our content there sometimes. But I think the reason for it is that TikTok wants to remove anyone who challenges the woke cult because the woke cult is, dirt, is, is destroying. You know, they're burning down this country. That's good for China. In China, TikTok content is wholesome, animals, education, telling people to be strong, develop abilities. TikTok in the U.S. is woke, psychotic nonsense that is ripping this country apart. Right now, they're facing a, an investigation by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., an interagency group that reviews foreign investments in the U.S. The TikTok problem, they say, that uh, it's a news source, community, blah, blah, blah. I think it's all fake. My opinion on TikTok, I'm not saying I know this for sure. I think it's all fake. I think they fluff up their numbers to convince young people to join the platform, and then they do. Then they use that to manipulate the United States, future generations, and eventually make the U.S. more subservient to China. Yeah, they're stealing our data. But anyway, you get the point. I think it should be removed. If we don't get serious about what's going on on social media with grooming, so so, so let me put it this way. Twitch grooming telling kids to do naughty things for money. Only fans as general social pressure and many people saying that's the path towards success. And then China's interference with apps like TikTok. They are attacking our youth. That simple. 
If you want this country to survive and you like it, you need to address that. Otherwise, in 18 years, these people are going to be voting for really, really weird things. Or maybe not. Maybe life gets so bad, they're forced to turn things around. Maybe the next generation rejects these things. I don't know. But the influence is there. And if people really want to fit in, namely young people, they're going to do what these social media apps are telling them to do. And they're being groomed on these platforms. So uh, I hope y'all are paying attention to what this means. I can't tell you. I can't tell you the exact future. What I can say is two years ago, Donald Trump ran for president. In those two years, many people died. Many 16 year olds are now old enough to vote. You need to understand what that means for the midterms. Six years ago, a 23 year old was not voting. Donald Trump ran. They didn't vote. They didn't care. 2020, maybe they did. 2024. You got to understand that each, each, each election has a new wave of voters and loses a wave of voters. They are going to manipulate through these platforms young people so that as soon as they're old enough, they're going to start capturing those ballots, capturing those votes. This country is in serious danger if we end up with an OnlyFans generation. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.